All right. And we are live. Hi, Bernie. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Along with Bernie Neighbors, I'm Jeff McCarriger. And thanks for joining us for our pilot episode. I was going to say episode one, but this really isn't our first episode. This is going to be a pilot episode for our new podcast. As you can see with the fancy logo in the upper yeah, look at that. right-hand corner. That's, that's nice. Uh, Borderline is the name of the show. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how we got this name because it's a long story and there were many, 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 many options, many, many tangents to get yeah. to the borderline, but borderline is the name of our new podcast. And uh, thanks so much for joining us again. This will be a pilot episode for our first episode uh, joining us here in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes, uh, Stacy Moore, the commissioner, and we'll just kind of go over, you know, where we want this to go, what direction we think it's going to go, which could be many directions. Um, just kind of tell you about the show, have some fun. And then, uh, next week for our official first episode, we'll actually have a real guest. Uh, now we're just trying to sucker someone into coming on for the show. That's right. But, but let me, let me start out by saying, Bertie, with, with all honesty, I, I'm so excited that we finally were able to, to pull this together. I've gotten a chance to know you over the last almost two years now. Yep. And I feel like we've been trying to do this now for maybe the last six or eight months maybe for sure. longer for sure so i'm so glad that this finally came together i'm super excited um i appreciate you and, and your friendship you and trey and mike and stacy for bringing me in you know taking me under your guys wing and and letting me be a part of this community and i'm so looking forward to this podcast because we have got a lot to talk about dude I, i'm so excited a thank you for that and you know thank you it's been awesome to get to know you i mean obviously i think we're very like-minded sports-wise I mean, I think one thing that people will see with our this podcast, The Borderline, is there are so many already out there that are just cornhole specific, right? We're going to be much more than that. Yes, we're going to talk some cornhole. Yes, we're going to have some cornhole guests, but it's going to be a much broader, you know, podcast. We're going to, you know, yeah, much more about life and the real world around cornhole. So I'm excited about that. And it's actually nice to have someone else to talk to besides Trey when I'm online. <laughs> right. You know I, mean, I mean, he's always involved with everything. <laughs> we we that, that should be our first rule of borderline. Trey is never invited on the show. Borderline sans Trey. <laughs> Love it. Look, I can already watch him. He, he, he's going to be in charge of this whole thing, and he's going to watch this first episode. Cut. We're going to get a text message fired. right away. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to need to make a slight change to, to your to your format. But uh, but no, it has it has been a great ride. It's been so much fun over the last two years. I can't believe it's been almost two years since I first started doing this. But looking forward to the show. And and you know, I don't know about you, but if, if we want to just maybe dive into what you know what we think the show is going to going to be about. Um, you know, you know, for me, obviously, yeah, we, we might dive into some pretty deep issues with some of the players. And sure. I just feel like, you know, two years ago, um, you know, when, when, when I joined this team, when, when Trey and Stacy invited me to be on the broadcast, that was something I noticed right away was that there are some incredibly deep and powerful stories. Now, many right. of these stories have, have already been told by others as well, but I felt like, I felt like, you know, and as many of the players who will watch this, you know, know, you know, I, I, I Anytime we find out who's going to be on the broadcast, I instantly have to go around and stalk all these people who I don't know and right. trying to figure out some of their background stories. But um, it has been it has been truly such a pleasure of mine to be able to get to know all the players and for them to trust me um, to tell their stories. The, the only problem that I've had is that, as you well know, because you've done so much you know, play-by-play and color with Trey and with Anthony and others on the broadcast, whether it's streaming or, or on our ESPN digital broadcast, that 
that uh, sometimes those stories don't get told. Like yeah. like a, a perfect example is is Eric Anderson, um, you know, with with his both of his parent losing both of his parents to cancer when he was a teenager. So yeah. he and his brothers and sisters basically were taking care of his parents instead of what traditionally should be the other way around. But you know, because because every time Eric's been on, it, the match has been so great. I don't feel like we've gotten a real you know chance to dive into that. You know yeah. and how 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 that has a affected him. And B, how he's been able to overcome that and how he puts that aside and is still able to be a successful pro. And he's just one of, I mean, I literally have been keeping notes from, from day one, Bernie. I've got 28 pages I've seen of him. notes on these on these players. I, but, I know but, it's a fact. Again, I've seen the notebook. But because the action's so good and sometimes the games are short, sometimes the games are long, especially in the in the round limited games, we just don't get a chance to, to tell their stories. So this is going to be a great avenue uh, for us to finally be able to tell a lot of those stories and have time because now we're not, we're not bound to just, you know, a 12 minute, 10 round game to try and get it in. Um, now we can actually develop some of those stories. So that's, I know that's one thing I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Just to piggyback on that. It's almost as if, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. You know, and to your point, maybe, you know, during those matches, you know, you're, you're, you're so wrapped up in calling the action, you know, you've got Trey, you know, delivering, you know, what he delivers, which is so specific and so amazing, you don't really have the time to delve deeper into those issues. Now we do. The borderline kind of gives us this avenue to kind of dig deeper, see what's beneath the surface with a lot of these players. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and then the other thing, too, is that that's going to be fun is, uh, you know, we're starting to get a real celebrity presence and well, well, for you guys, I mean, you guys have been doing this longer than I have. So you guys have, have noticed this, you know, for, for the last five or six years now. But like to have Marty and McGee join yeah. us from ESPN on the broadcast and play um, at the World Championships up, up in Rock Hill. Like I would like to be able to cultivate those relationships. And, you know, you know, Marty and Ryan would come on. So, you know, oh, I'm absolutely. looking forward to having them on. Uh, and then the, and the guys, all the guys from Super Hole, you know, from Super Hole one. When Sam Darnold beat Daniel Jones, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to kind of cultivate those relationships and keep those guys going. Doug Flutie, we're going to try and get him on. Mac Jones, I mean, what a year he's having. Obviously, with some of these guys, it's football season. We're not going to be able to touch them until until after they're they're done with football. But you know, to be able to cultivate some of these relationships and some of these people that we've met and get them on and hear what their stories are and see and see, you know, uh, because because they they truly love cornhole. These guys yeah. have really jumped in and love the community. They, they absolutely do. And, you know, it's funny because I think sometimes we as fans, because I'm one, I'm a sports nerd. I, I get I get a little too deep into my fandom sometimes. I think we forget that these are human beings. And then when they get away from their chosen profession, their chosen sport, they're just like us. They love to watch Cornhole. They, they can't believe how good some of our players are. So right. to get them on, you know, to kind of get behind, you know, yeah, we're not asking them, you know, so what was, you know, what was the decision making in that certain third and seven pass in the fourth quarter? You know what? We're not asking them those questions, right? We're getting to see real human answers, right. you know, from them and actually get to know them on a different level. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and it's fun to see their, their organic reactions. Um, like, I mean, exactly. just, just sitting in between, Marty and McGee for the world championships and just to see the look on their face. I mean, that, that, that place was, that night was electric. Was it not? And, and for them, I mean, they literally were just like looking around and they're just like, what, what the hell have I walked into? Like, this yeah. is awesome. They and that's no what Marty idea. kept saying. He's like, he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, this is awesome. Yeah. And, and so it's fun to see their reactions. 
you know, me as the the MC and the DJ behind him, I like that he gave me a shout. <laughs> he did. You do an awesome job of that, by the way. I that mean, is so hit, much hitting fun. buttons, man. That's all. Just hitting buttons. And one of the one of these shows, uh, maybe maybe we'll dive into your dance moves. I don't, you know, Jeff. You, you can, you if, can if actually, we if you can we actually really if, dance. I, maybe if, it if really makes dead, me mad because you're actually really good at it. And I if, and when you do it and you're joking around, I'm like, I, I just could never do that. We can jump into my dance moves if we delve deeply into your drumming skills and, and the bands from back in the day. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah. So I was a drummer, right? And yeah. and, and put out a couple of CDs and everything, but I can't dance. I cannot dance. I, I, I mean, can, I can hold, I can hold a beat. I can play the drums. I can I can make records, but I cannot dance. It's a it's a God given gift, it, man. Me. It's it's yeah. a God given gift, Jeff. I I don't know how else to explain it. We'll dive into a lot of these. <laughs> uh, we'll dive into a lot of these issues. And you know, honestly, I mean, speaking of us personally, um, we'll dive into this as well because you know, you and I both have pretty deep backgrounds as well. I mean, yep. we like to cut up and we like to have fun, but. Uh, it hasn't been easy for either one of us. We, we no. smile and we laugh and we shake hands and high five and play cornhole and, and do these broadcasts and, and laugh and everything. But um, it hasn't, it hasn't honestly been all roses for either one of us with our backgrounds either. So. No. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun for people to get to know us on that level. And I yeah. think it's going to be, you know, not to be Debbie downers when we're on here, but you know, I think especially me, I mean, I, I think some of the players kind of see me as being, you know, remarkably silly. And I think most of the times when you go through life and you meet really funny people, you're going to find that they're pretty dark. You know what I mean? When you really sure. meet, you know, especially look at comedians and folks like that, there's a lot of pain that's being masked and they learn how to mask that pain through humor. And so that's how you find these funny people. And I, I mean, I think we're both kind of that way. I know I am. I mean, I, I think I mask a lot of my issues through just saying something stupid just to kind of deflect. Right. But I yeah. think this show is going to give us an opportunity to kind of get real. God, wait a minute. Scratch that. That's the worst statement ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden I felt like MTV real world thing just kind of popped it. <laughs> it's time to stop playing around. It's time to get real. No, I mean, but I mean, I think that's part of what we're going to do here. Yeah. And I think it's going to be fun for people to see that. I mean, I, there's so many podcasts out there in the world. There's already so many cornhole podcasts out there. Yeah. And most of those are based on, you know, bags, boards, shots, what beer they drink when they play. I mean, this is going to be much, this is going to be very different. And hopefully people will really gravitate toward it because it is going to, you know, show people in their, you know, normal state of mind, really. They're not going to have to put on any pretenses when they come on our show. Yeah. Now we're going to talk cornhole too. So, you oh, know, sure, for, sure. for those of you who are, who are watching, wondering, I mean, I, I'm assuming that, and, and again, you know, we, 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 I mean, that's just kind of a high level of what we're going to do, but, sure. but and we, we want to, we want to, you know, and, and Stacy will talk about this, I'm sure when he comes on, but you know, we're going to dive into other niche sports sometimes too. I mean, Absolutely. maybe we'll, maybe we'll have the ax throwing champion on at some point because I know Stacy, you know, he, he really has a passion for not just cornhole, but these other niche sports, I mean, he and, he and I have talked about pickleball for God's sakes. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, the, the, the world is our oyster, Bernie, and we're going to talk to a lot of different people. But um, I don't know. I mean, anything else you want to get from the show? What I want to get from it? What, yeah. what I want to get from it is I want to get to know the players a little differently. You know, I think right now they know me. I know them on the surface. I'm really so you, you don't feel you don't feel like they really know you as, as much like I don't as, think, as a person. I, I have a few friends 
you know, I, I, yeah. Stacy, which we'll talk about, you know, I've known Stacy since I was 13. I have some close friends, but I think for the most part, I kind of keep people at arm's length. You know, I, they don't, I don't yeah. really let people in. And so, you know, I'm willing to give some of that to this show if the players and other people we bring on give that back. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. No, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And again, and again, we will talk cornhole and we'll, you know, there's, that's, that's another thing that I've noticed about cornhole, just being a part of it again for a little bit less than two years now is that there's a lot of drama during the season and during the off season, like all the, all, all the new partnerships that, that come drama. up. I mean, yeah. so much drama. It's, it's like cornhole free agency. It's becoming like the NBA off season. I mean, it's it like, is. it's like as the world turns, it's fantastic. Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to plug Bernie's beats, but I talked about it in the latest issue. I'm interested to see as the sport kind of grows and more money becomes involved and that's money yeah. from earnings. That's money from bag manufacturers. That's money from other sponsors. As that grows, how do all these friendships persist? You know, when it's when it's Ryan Windsor that keeps you know taking money out of your wallet every every big national, are you still going to be really good friends with him? That's you know a what I mean? Like, are, are these you know are some you know because it's all talked about? Oh, it's a family atmosphere. You know, there's so many friendships, and that sounds great, and I think it's awesome. But people always jump funny when it comes to money. It's true. That's true. You and know, you're right. Now the money's starting to get real big. It's I, gonna I mean, I mean look look at the look at the pro shootout, the emotions that were involved. Yep. Like like Samantha Finley was, I mean, she was devastated that she lost that. And she still came away with a nice payday. Yeah. But it adds a whole different level of dynamic and, and uh, intensity, doesn't it? And and who's who's gonna be able to 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 that point, you know, when these you know, right now we're talking about sometimes a bag being worth ten thousand dollars, right? Yeah. What if that bag is all of a sudden worth $50,000, $100,000? And that's what we're kind of getting to in the near future. What is that going to do to people? You know, I, yeah. I know me. I, I know how I would handle it. I mean, I would be a shriveled up mess in the corner if I made those kind of mistakes. <laughs> that, I'm serious. Yeah. And, oh, and I know. I, like, there's some people that are going to rise to that. And there's some people we'll never hear from again because they couldn't get to that point. And like, I'm super interested to see how those folks handle that and then get them on this show and get them to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to be so much fun. I agree. All right. So pardon us, by the way, behind the scenes producing this, I I'm not sure. Uh, ho hopefully this will go well. It might be a little clunky clunky again. It's our pilot episode of borderline, our new podcast uh, with, with Bernie and myself. And we just figured that, here on our pilot episode, again, it's kind of like week zero, right? Yep. Of the college football season. So it's yep. not really our first official episode, but uh, our pilot episode, just try everything out. So it might be kind of clunky, but we figured if it's going to be clunky, might as well bring in the commish, right? Because he would give Absolutely. us at least a little bit of leeway and realize how difficult this stuff is behind the scenes. Speaking so of clunky. Hey, <laughs> there he <Well>. is. <laughs> I've always been a zero, never number one. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let, let me see here because now I got all kind. Now that there's three of us, I got all kinds of fancy buttons. Oh, here we go. This uh -oh. is, this is where the if, call, yeah, oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, we don't want to see me though. We want that, to see that's me. Jeff's favorite one. There, there we, we go. go. There it is. And then, and then Stacy, look what we can do. Oh, oh yeah. Uh -oh. What? <laughs> yeah. ISO, ISO and the commish. All right. We'll, we just stay, we'll just stay with this right now. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on, Stacy. Appreciate it. And, uh, uh, you know, Bernie and I just spent the first 15 minutes talking about. 
basically what what we want to do with the show, what we want to get out of the show, what we want to talk about, you know, dive into some of the deeper issues. But, you know, be, before we tell you what we talked about, I, I guess the first question, what do you want to see from the show? Because this this has been this has been your idea as much as it was Bernie and I. I mean, you and I talked about this on plane trips many times and finally been able to put, pull it together. Yeah, obviously knowing both of you guys, obviously knowing Bernie for a long time and uh, gotten to know you pretty well here, Jeff, over the last couple of years has been great. And uh, I just felt like y'all synergy and doing some kind of talk show would be great. You guys both have a lot of great knowledge and experience and thoughts about sports and life in general. And so I felt like not only within the cornhole world, but uh, current events and things going on outside of the cornhole world or relating what's going on within the cornhole world on a grander scale um, in terms of what's relative to our community, um, getting a lot of the backstories on people. You've done an amazing job with that, Jeff. And now with Bernie writing, you know, his, Bernie's beats. Um, y'all are getting to know a lot of the players on a much deeper level. And I think uh, a combination of, of bringing those player stories to life and um, just talking about the impact uh, that Cornhole has at a larger level um, is pretty cool. It's a great opportunity for you. It's a great opportunity for us with the ACL and excited to see how you guys do. I have a lot of faith and confidence in you. <laughs> it's all lies coming from okay. Kanish. All of a sudden, a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, now I got to know. Now I got to know current yeah. events too. Yeah, Shit, I got to start reading the newspaper now. I, I, I was, I was getting, right. ready, I was getting ready to start talking about supply chain issues. All of a sudden. <laughs> oh, so you left current events. You, you left current events outside of your original description. Is that what happened? Is that just, I just layered on extra expectations. Yeah, I will. I, I will. I got to read now. I, I will talk current events all day. But no, much, no politics, no religion. It's yes. much more fun just to ride on planes and talk cornhole and drink some vodka, vodka sodas every now and then. <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely living the good life. <laughs> you know, you know, Bernie, Bernie just brought up a good point that that uh, you know, with with his interaction with the players, you know, he's not sure how much the players actually know him on a personal level. So this is going to be kind of fun because this show is also going to you know kind of dive into Bernie and his past and and uh, and his upbringing and what's impacted him, but. So I'll ask you the same thing, Stacey. I mean, how how much do you think the players actually know about you personally? Yeah, I think it I think it runs the gamut from those that, you know, when I originally started doing cornhole, right? I mean, I did it from the grassroots up. I, I started going to events in the Carolinas. I created the Carolinas Cornhole Tour, and I went and I ran the brackets, set up the boards, went around in the RV or truck and trailer, you know, for every single event. And so for the people that have kind of grown this with me from, from the start, they've all gotten to know me very well. Um, you know, the pros that have been able to go on, on PR trips and, and things like that, uh, they've, had a, they've had the opportunity to, to, get, to get to know me pretty well, right? But then it's the, it's the newer players and pros and directors out there um, that have come on, you know, the past couple of years where it's uh, where it's been tough for me to get to know everyone on that personal level, which is one of the things I love about our sport and, and one of the things I cherish. Um, you know, fortunately, there have been some people like I'll say like Mike Harvey, who was a first year pro 
uh, last year as someone that I didn't know going into the season at all. And, and I feel like we, we became really close over, over that first season. Um, just cause we just had the opportunity around our events to interact with each other quite a bit. And so, you know, that's one example to where, um, you know, it's still possible, but, uh, those people that have been with me since day one probably definitely have a leg up in terms of personal relationships. You know, you know, Jeff, it, it's really hard to get to know someone that's up on the mountaintop. <laughs> you know, when, when they're up, when they're up there in a way, in their, uh, in, in their, in their silent, you know, in their, in their silent booth, when they're, when they're hidden away in their office, it, it's hard to get to see them. And here we go already. I know. I'm, and I'm going to say. Stacey's only say, been on for two and a half minutes. I know. I'm going to say this to Bernie. If we get away with those jabs, I know him on such a personal level for 30 years. But don't do that with other guests you have on the show. <laughs> While you can treat me like a zero, whoever comes on your very first show, please treat them with a little more respect. Yeah. You know, in retrospect, Bernie, we, we may want to start over because uh, rule number one of the show, Stacy, before you came on, uh, rule number one was already decided that Trey is never allowed on the show because he does everything else. <laughs> And, and now, and now, Bernie's attacking the commission. So I'm not sure we're off to the best start. Yeah, Bernie might get fired before. You know, show them yeah. it's, I'm always, I'm always on a knife's edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we should start over. All right. Uh, see, and we both evidently we were both on the same wavelength since we went zip ups today. Yeah, yeah. You what, what, what's your problem, up. Jeff? Get, get, get with it, man. No, no. Well, all right. So seriously, how long have you, t do people know your guys' backstory and how long you guys have known each other? Because Stacy, when you first told me about it, I mean, I like you guys played sports together. Like you guys were friends going all the way back, you know, back in high school. And you guys Eighth were grade. actually pretty good ballers back when you were younger. I, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but we did play high school sports together. We've known each yeah. other since eighth grade. We were 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. Do people know? Do you think people know this? Do you think the players ah, know this? I think some might. I, I think some of the people that Stacy was kind of mentioning earlier might know it, but yeah. I doubt I doubt most people know that. Right. Yeah. So obviously, so as Bernie said, we got, you know, we met each other in, in eighth grade. You know, the most, uh, the first time I remember meeting him was when he tried to drive down the lane on me and I blocked his shot into <laughs> this, like, this in, guy in the next year. This Jeff. guy literally. I said, I said, "Who's this little kid thinking that he can drive the lane on me?" This is you better not try most, that again. This is the and, most uh, ridiculous <laughs> statement that's ever been uttered. And, okay. and, and uh, you know, so after that, you know, I got to know his name. I said, "All right," and then I realized he could he could play ball. You know, not only good, but but better than me. And so uh, and so I said. I got to become friends with this guy. Make sure he can feed me the rock, so I can just stand out and shoot threes all day. Stacy was a much better shooter than me, but the real story of that was when my knee hit him in the face as I was passing by. He was like, "Good lord, who is this kid?" Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, so true. I mean, all right, all right. All jokes aside, all jokes aside, were you guys really pretty good, like your high school teams? <laughs> uh, our uh, our junior year team, we made it to the state semifinals and lost by one point in uh, okay. double overtime. We, our, so you guys, you guys senior, legit could play. Our, yeah, our senior year team was real bad. <laughs> yeah, senior uh, year had, was not, not great. <laughs> we had some injuries and some other issues. So we were awful, yeah. but uh, our junior year team was really good. Yeah, we you know we, we started playing together in the eighth grade, and, and so we had really good chemistry um, you know, as we stayed together through school. And, um, you know, it's always, you know, it's just really cool and really special to, to you know, have made a best friend in high school and be able to, Call that person your best friend, you know, 30 years later, I think it's really cool. 
that yeah, is the truth. We, we we were talking about that a little bit before you came on. Bernie was saying that it's uh, that it's you know you guys have been able to experience a lot of highs and lows together, and uh, I mean it's kind of like a marriage. You guys have been together for so long now. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's been a long time. We definitely fought probably a lot, <laughs> lot worse than other married couples that have stayed together so long. Hey, Stacy. Uh, all right. Here's a question I've always wanted to ask you, and maybe, maybe, maybe you've told me indirectly, but um, again, for those joining in who are just casual um, cornhole fans, Stacy Moore, who uh, is on the screen with us today, uh, is the commissioner of the ACL. So, so you're pretty much the mastermind of this, obviously, Stacy. Do you do you remember, like, when it was like the day that you were like, man. I really need to take this sport to the next level. I know I can do this. I mean, do you remember that happening? So the first time I started to have have some faith in it was actually um, at the first Megagate that we did. That was an actual absolute disaster. So uh, Megagate. Whoa, 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 what was it called? What was it? Megagate. <laughs> so why'd you call it Megagate? Because my first brilliant idea was to, to do like a tailgating Olympics in Las Vegas with all oh, kinds yeah. of different tailgating games, right? One of them being cornhole. And so I reached out to some different manufacturers in each one of the spaces. So whoever was making washers, whoever was uh, making ladder golf, whoever was making Polish horseshoes. And so I put together this kind of tailgating Olympics where teams would play in, in multiple tailgating sports. And then also when I started inside tailgating, we were doing tailgating game activations. And so Cornhole was like one of the four to six tailgating games that we were using. And, and number one, I, you know, there were a lot, there were a lot more mom and pop manufacturers or Cornhole boards than there were any other kind of tailgating game, which I thought was interesting. Um, and they didn't want to use the boards that you could buy in Walmart or Dick's or, or anything like that. So there was definitely you know, kind of a separation in terms of quality of equipment uh, that was being used for the game. And then people were just playing cornhole way more seriously than the other tailgating games. And so I was like, what is it about this particular tailgating game that just gets people so worked up? And, and so I got to kind of know kind of the addictiveness of it or, you know, what the attraction was in terms of a strategy and execution standpoint and there was a lot more to that than i originally thought and then you know when i realized that hey people are interested in traveling around and playing for money and so they're willing to spend money to travel pay entry fees uh things like that versus you know you just didn't have that for other tailgating games at the time um i just said hey i think it took me about two years to get there um but then you know once i decided to do the carolina's cornhole tour I said, "Hey, we're you know we're gonna try to try to make this a legitimate sport." Yeah. So what uh, year? What year? Sorry, Bernie. What what year? By the way, hey, Stacy, does it make you nervous when I do that? Extremely. <laughs> makes me want to hide. I think I like that. I think, I think I think when the guests talk, Bernie, I think we need to like go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, boom. Big Stacy. Big Stacy. I, I think we need some sound effects like whoop. <laughs> yeah, swoosh or something. All right. So all right. So so Stacy, what year was that? Uh, I would say we're looking at eight, nine years ago. Well, Megagate, oh, okay. the first Megagate was 2011. 
And that seems like a lifetime ago. Damn, we should have, we need to have the 10 year anniversary then of Mega Gate this year. By the way, didn't Adam Hisner win our first? He did. And Adam Hisner won the first ever Mega Gate in Las Vegas. Wow. Yeah, man. So there's, there's, there's some, some players were there. there there's a few. I should have known then that that guy would poach any opportunity. Absolutely. To make <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So Stacy has, has the growth. We know, we know the growth has, has been just astronomical the last two years. Um, has, has it been slower or faster getting to this point than you thought it would be? Uh, definitely much faster. Um, you know, I could have, I could never Ooh. drawn it up that it would have gone this fast. I don't think in any kind of like um, in, in any kind of expectations, you know, normally when you're doing a startup company, you're doing some projections, you kind of have like, you know, three different levels that, that you would do. Um, and so the growth has just been tremendous and much faster than I ever could have modeled. Um, you know, I think I think our our revenue growth doesn't doesn't match our um doesn't match the growth of popularity of our sport. And so, you know, that's my big challenge here going into the next season and then going forward is that, you know, I really want to pump up this revenue so we can pump up our, our pro prize pool and get, uh, get ACL pros doing, doing cornhole full-time sooner than later. It's uh it's funny you bring that up. We were actually talking about before you came on, I find one of the interesting things about going forward, you know, we, we've, we've talked, ad nauseum about, you know, it's a very cliquish for, you know, the word family gets mentioned a lot, but it almost seems more like high school, that there's lots of kind of cliques within our pro division. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to see how all of that plays out as we go forward over the next couple of years, as the money begins to increase and they start to play for life-changing money, you know, how many of those friendships really, really kind of stick, you know, kind of stick when it's the same person taking money out of your pocket every week? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's Trey Birchfield that keeps beating you every week, are you really going to stay friends with Trey Birchfield? <laughs> you know, I mean, like if like, you know, if he's making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and you're making 40 and he's the reason you're making 40. Are you still going to be friends like that's what I'm that's what I'm interested in. That's that's one of the things that I find really interesting about the next the next level as we get going. Yeah. So do we need do we need a villain? Do we need yes. a villain in the sport? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stacy, is that some? I mean, do, do you guys ever have discussions about this? Like a NASCAR, right? It seems like there's always been a villain. Bernie says yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, I think and by villain, villain, by villain, by the way, I don't mean a bad person. You no, know, yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think, I'm sure Kyle, rivalry, I'm sure Kyle think, Bush, I'm sure Kyle Bush is a nice person. Sweet man. People hate him. God, yeah. hate him. Do you really think Kyle Bush is a nice person? <laughs> Probably. I, mean, I, actually, I, actually, I actually met him at a concert, yeah. uh, at the Elton John concert in Charlotte. I uh, just yeah. happened to be in line. He was waiting in line to get in just like the rest of us. Yeah. Had a chance to meet him, albeit briefly. Um, seemed like a nice guy, but well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't Kyle, know. I don't Kyle know Bush and Jeff Gordon both kind of came. Like Jeff Gordon was at one point the most beloved and the most hated. And yeah. I think that's kind of what we need. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, so like, because whether you want to see him win or you want to see him lose, you want to see him, yeah. right? And that's exactly. that, that's the person that that I think we need. Yeah, I think instead of the word villain, I would say rivalries or mm-hmm. someone who's polarizing, mm-hmm. right? So, so like you know, yes. people people love Cody Henderson or people hate Cody Henderson, <laughs> right? Yes. But there's. there's a, there's probably not anyone that says, "Oh, Cody Henderson's all right." <laughs> yeah. Or, right, yeah. Henderson's all right, right? 
Yeah. And so does that make them, quote, the villain team kind of for us right now? Probably so. Uh, right. But obviously, I know both those guys personally very well. And, and Cody especially done a lot of PR stuff for him. And, um, you know, he's a super nice, dedicated to grow the sport kind of guy. Uh, I think he lo- would love to make a ton of money playing cornhole. But just from knowing him, I know he has a genuine interest in in growing the sport and, and has a lot of same ideas and philosophies that, that I have. So, um, you know, I think I think in general, when I've had the opportunity to to meet some celebrities, I guess, that maybe would be considered as villains or, or not nice to people publicly and things like that. Usually when you meet them on a one on one basis, like you met Kyle Bush, you, I mean, these guys are just super nice. Yeah. Oh, oh. Jeff, you have to tell the story about Golick. Oh yeah, did you tell Stacy? I have not told Stacy this story. Okay. <laughs> to make right, so to make a to make a long story short, so I was at Iowa, Penn State, just weekend before last, and uh, great game. Obviously, we won't talk about what happened in Iowa last weekend, but uh, yeah, yeah, major dad. <laughs> But, uh, you know, second biggest game rankings-wise ever in Iowa. Iowa City's going crazy. Connect Stadium's going crazy. Iowa wins. Awesome night. We go out to a bar. We Iowa City is so packed. We don't even go downtown Iowa City. We go to a small town in the outskirts called North Liberty. And there was this... There's, uh, there's a smaller town than Iowa City? <laughs> good point. <man. laughs> it's a suburb of Iowa City, Bernie. It's a suburb. Yeah, it's a suburb. It's a suburb of the big city, the Iowa City. Taxes are so much better. <laughs> Shows you where I'm from. See, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. So thanks for that. Uh, so yeah, so the suburb of Iowa City, a suburb, there are multiple suburbs of Iowa City. That's how be metropolis. Yeah. So we end up in a place called the, the leaderboard in North Liberty. We're sitting there and we're there to watch the Alabama game, Texas A&M, which Bernie, you were at awesome. and, uh, and then to watch the fight because uh, Fury Wilder was coming up and, uh, who walks in Mike Golick. Uh, of Mike and Mike and or previously of Mike and Mike. And we're all like, wait a second, you know, this, this was a Fox game. What the heck is Mike Golick doing in town? And uh, so my, my buddies are like, Hey, Jeff, you work for ESPN. Go say hi. And I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. Cause I, cause yeah. Cause I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm so high up in, in, in ESPN and I go up to Bristol every weekend, right? I host sports center. I do all kinds of stuff, right? No, I don't do any of that stuff, but just because they see us doing cornhole on ESPN, they're like, oh, you know, Mike, just go say hi. So they're finally baiting me enough to where I, I fine, fine. I'll go up and say hi. So begrudgingly I go up. And I say, uh, Mike, hey, I said, my name is Jeff McCarriger. I said, I actually do a little bit of work for ESPN. And, and he's so nice. Shakes my hand. He's like, oh, what do you do? I said, I actually do uh, the the uh, cornhole broadcast. You know, and he's, he's like, you mean the ACL Johnsonville, the cornhole tour? And I'm like, I'm like yeah. I said, I said, whenever you watch those, I'm on with Trey Rod. I love you guys. He's like, we watch you all the time. The, the two guys that he's with kind of is kind of, kind of the guys who were, I think they were Learfield. Because he was uh-huh. in town doing the radio game, they uh-huh. all of a sudden they're like, "No way, you're that guy!" You know, we can't <laughs> believe what they do, and we can't believe you know the cut shots and the curve, you know, shots and the roller and all this. I mean, they they like knew the terminology, and and uh, so so it, it was great. I mean, he literally talked to me then for about four or five minutes about the game. You became the celebrity. Yes. Uh, yeah, pretty much. But I mean, it's a huge credit to you guys, though, Stacey, because I'm not even sure you guys realize. I mean, here I am in Iowa. Bernie, I know this happened to you, but my friends thought it'd be kind of funny to go around because I was with three of my buddies. They're, they're like, they're like, dude, 
They're like, we are in Iowa. We are in corn, you know, central of America. People are playing cornhole all over the place and they have no idea who you are. Hold so on. they thought, so they thought it'd be funny to start saying, Hey, do you know who this guy is? <laughs> and that, that led to like, I would say there were maybe three people who were like, nah, no idea who he is. <laughs> most, most people, Stacy, they, they had, have watched one of your broadcasts. Yeah. I had, I had to tell you guys coming back from a and I'm in the Houston airport. I had to get there early, drop off the rental car. So I'm there at like one thirty. my flight's at almost five. So I decided to go to the bar. It's kind of right there. Shocking. I know. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden this lady kind of middle-aged lady comes walking over to me and she says, aren't you the, these bags are live guy. I kid you not. That's the best. I kid you not. She asked for my picture. Apparently there was a uh, regional down there. Like she and her husband had played in the regional and I guess they recognized me and I had the ACL shirt on the, uh, you know, and, and so that so was, you that was, that was your... my first. And so by the way, then I look at the guys to my right, you know, they're kind of sitting there and I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> you, you sure, you sure you, you sure she didn't notice you because you were wearing the shirt that says these bags are live? No, no, no. I wasn't wearing that shirt. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I love that shirt. No, he, he's got his own personalized T-shirt, Jeff, that he walks around in airports with. Yeah. He says, face hey, the I'm the these bags are live guy. Come Ask talk me. to me. I, I, need, I need someone to talk to. Your shirt, your shirt says these bags are live. Mine Maybe. says I'm. Your, mine says I'm with Trey Ryder. Yeah, <laughs> I think all of ours should say that. Yes. <laughs> that's right. All right, so all right, so Stacy, uh, uh, believe it or not, I mean, this the show is only going to be about an hour long, so we're gonna, we're going to uh, run out of time here before before too long. But you know, another another one of the things about the show that we really want to dive into is people's influences. You know, what what made what made you who you are today. So, um, who, as we wrap things up with you, I mean, who, who was the biggest influence on your life? You, you and I have had brief conversations about your dad, yeah. so I'm not sure if it was your dad and I've heard great things about your dad, but, but who was the biggest influence on you growing up? Yeah. Well, it depends on who you talk to, whether you heard great things or not, Jeff, about my dad, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, certainly, certainly my dad was a major influence, my dad and my granddad in, in terms of personal and business, uh, relationships, Certainly, yeah. certainly my biggest mentors, neither one are, are with us here today. And, you know, my dad passed away before he could experience any of this cornhole nonsense. Um, and I have told people, you know, a lot of people say, oh, your dad would be so proud of you now and this and that. I was like, probably my dad would have talked me out of it. He probably would have are shamed you out of your me. Mind, son? Yeah, he probably would have shamed <laughs> me so bad because I had other friends and family members that were shaming me when I originally was like, hey, I want to make cornhole a sport. And he would have been probably the biggest uh, Hold on. naysayer out there. So Hold on. Um, Hold on. It, it would have yeah. been this. <laughs> He's, he, yeah. Are, he are you out of your mind? He likes to go. <laughs> yeah, that was one of his patented moves when he wanted to get serious with you. Put the glasses on the end of his nose and, and look over his eyes. And, you know, Bernie's been on the end of some of my dad's lectures. And, um, I've, really? I've, take, I've taken a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie developed some nicknames. I, I won't. I won't do you. I won't wow. do you like that, Bernie. But, wow, uh, that, is, that is ruthless. I know. I already. I already told the story about me swatting your shot. I'm not going to tell tell people about your nickname. Man, this is tough. <laughs> but, yeah, but I mean, seriously. I mean, my daddy. Anyway, my dad was a special person. Uh, I was fortunate to to have to have run um, 
some businesses I was fortunate to have worked from for him. And, um, you know, we had one business that did really bad out of the gate and one business that did really well. And so I was able to, to have that experience on, on someone else's dime, you know, before, before I, I started my own, own venture into entrepreneurism where, you know, I've, I've uh, had several losers and, and a couple of winners along the way. All right, one more for you, and then we got to let you go. What what what's the biggest thing you want to see out of this season? Yeah, the biggest thing I, I, I want to see is is growth um, of our pro players from a professional nature. Um, I want to see a massive amount of gambling on our sport. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to get legal in more states. We got to have more types of wagers that we can offer to people out there. Um, so, you know, gaming was a big focus for us last season, and it's going to be even more of a focus for us this season. And in fact, we're hiring a person that, uh, that Bernie and I met with not too long ago, um, from Elon college to head up our gaming strategy. Um, and so we're really blessed to have him come on board with us. He's a, he's a super sharp guy and, um, and has been in gaming for a long time. And so he's going to take us, help help get us to the next level here. Um, and then obviously it's going to be interesting to see how the influence of bringing in outside capital and outside investors and all the advice and new connections that that they can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to it's going to be interesting to see what happens from a from a partnership sponsorship um, standpoint. And and how that relates to to how rapid we can grow this game internationally. So, you know, one of our main goals for the next twelve months is we want to do three international broadcasts. We want to do one in Europe, one in Canada, and one in Australia over the next twelve months. And uh, and I feel pretty good about accomplishing that goal. So, do I need to get my passport uh, renewed? Update that thing. Oh yeah, are you wanting to go international <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to do those games? Sure, absolutely. absolutely. I'll go. I'll go. I thought, right, well, I thought, hey, I thought uh, Bernie and I would do those instead of you and Trey. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds, yeah. <laughs> you know Trey wants to go. My feeling is going to be you and Trey on those broadcasts. I don't think I'm going to be going. But, hey, uh, we got we got to wrap things up with you, Stacey, so Bernie and I can uh, get out of here. But uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, thank you. I, I told Bernie the same thing. Thank you for taking me under your wing and letting me part, be a part of the, the community and the sports and the broadcasts. And uh, it has been so much fun. I appreciate you on a business level and your friendship as well. And we will talk to you again down the road. Yeah. Thanks guys. I love you and best of luck. Don't it mess easy, it up. Don't do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just like that. Later. See the power of this. Yeah. Wow. Just like that. It's the only time we have power of the commission just to get rid of them like that. That was, that was awesome. That was good. That was very good. See, that's how that easy good. it's going to be folks. If you want to come on, it's going to be that simple. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, Bernie. And, I am too. And uh, that, that is a great story. I mean, the fact that you and Stacy have gone back so long it, and it literally is. played and basketball it, together and, it, and have grown well, this together. Well, the funny thing is when people see us, for various reasons, they go, you guys didn't play basketball. <laughs> but, but we actually you know we, we looked very different then we had different skill sets Stacy yeah. believe it or not was a knockdown shooter it was a very good shooter he, he really I, was legit huh yeah I could not shoot a lick I was always so short and so small that I kind of learned to get you know different angles I was really quick had great legs you know I could dunk a volleyball I couldn't dunk a basketball I had these baby hands I could you know I could jump up and 
you know, kind of do pull-ups on the room, but I couldn't just get up there and just, you know, crank it. But yeah, it was, it was fun. Those were many, many moons ago. I understand. I understand. All right, let's wrap things up. What do you want to, what, I, I asked Stacy this question. What, what do you want to see this season? Like, like what's, what's the biggest thing you want to see? What are you, what are you expecting this year? I, it's going to be a huge year for the sport. I'm really interested in a, the growth of the female side of our game. Yeah. It, it, it seems that keeps expanding every year. And I'm really wanting them to take, I think last year I kind of called for that next step to be taken. Cheyenne almost made that. I think there's more than Cheyenne waiting in the wings that are there that are talented enough. I want to see, you know, the expansion of that side of our pro division. And I'm also interested in the kids. You know, we don't have as many because obviously we have issues and we can't have a ton of kids, but we have a few. And I'm interested to see their growth in, in you know, do they get bored? You know, is, you know, do they, you know, is, is the fun taken out of it? You know, they've been playing so much at such a young age. Doesn't right. Alex Hicks get bored after a while? You know, I, that those are things that I'm really interested in kind of watching this year. That That's going to be another huge topic that we're going to dive into at some point. What do you do with the kids in the sport? I mean, that, that because you're right. I mean, anyone can play, anyone can win is legit. And now you're talking, you know, really young kids all the way up into sixties. So, I mean, this yeah. is, this is going to be a really interesting subject as we go down the road. It is, you know, and I feel bad for some of the kids because we are limited by some of our sponsors. Stacy was right. just yep. talking about yep. the, you know, the gambling side of our game, which we want, they don't want kids. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So it's kind yep. of a fine line for us that we have to dance across. So I'm really interested in that. A lot to talk about for sure. All right, brother, this is fun. Just the pilot episode. And uh, episode one will be coming up uh, here in about uh, in about a week. I cannot wait, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the beginning of ACL TV. Who knew, right? I mean, gosh, it's just, right? I mean, it's just uh, element after element. Should we should we actually incredible. call that Trey Rider Television? Oh my gosh, Trey Rider TV, <laughs> Trey TV. All Trey right, T- I'll stop right now. <laughs> All right, we got to go. We got ten seconds left. All right, brother. Good to see you. You too, brother. All right, I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us.